if I'm representing myself and I'm just showing the shiny, you know, it's not real. It's not like, it's not my whole self. Empower You Podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you. Welcome back to Empower You Podcast. My name is Kipboy Cooper, and I am so glad that you are here. Uh, for our topic today, we're going to be discussing your naked truth, right? The, the things about you that are just true no matter what. How do we tell what's really us and what is just the programming that we inherited from maybe our upbringing or our environment growing up? So um, our guest for this episode is uh, best-selling author Simone Canego, and I'll tell you a little bit about her. So Simone is a wife, a mother of six, an entrepreneur. Um, she holds a, a Bachelor of Science in Accounting, a, a Master's of Accounting from the University of Florida, and is a CPA. Uh, she also wrote a best the best-selling uh, book, The Extraordinary, Unordinary You, where she details her journey of adopting three of her six children and even cl climbing uh, Mount Kilimanjaro. She has a wealth of life experiences, and she's here to talk to us about how to discern what is really us versus what society may be putting on us. And so uh, we're really happy to have you here, Simone. Um how you doing, Simone? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm really honored to be here. Um, it's, it's, it's a fun day for me, and I love having conversations like these because um, I think it's just so important to really discuss, you know, how we got where we are and, and what, what we're doing. So um, thank you. Thank you again for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to speak with me and to share on Empower You podcast. Um, can you tell me a little bit before we get started into our questions, just about your background um, and why you do the work that you do? Uh, I think it would be very uh, beneficial for our listeners to hear. I've heard it, but I wanted you to make sure that you you talk to uh, our listeners and so we can get a real good sense of your character as we move forward throughout these questions. So I have a lot of, a lot of little pieces. Um, I'm told that I'm supposed to lead with, uh, I climbed Kilimanjaro, which is kind of a funny thing to me. Like I have a lot of people say to me, like, that's a really powerful piece. Talk about that. Um, so I am um, a mom of six children. We adopted um, our youngest three children. I've been married to my husband for 27 years. Um, I went to school at the University of Florida, have a master's in accounting. I'm a CPA, but realized early on that um, I am not a person to sit behind a desk. I love telling stories. I love sharing my stories. And with six children and 27 years of marriage, um, I kind of have a lot of stories to share. 
Um, and so I started doing some public speaking and through that process, I had, I, I, I had a lot of realizations about myself um, and kind of one of the biggest pieces was that I wanted to put it down in a book and really share my message with others to really, you know, help. If I can help one person, if I can change one person's mind, then I really feel like I've done my job. So, you know, I, I put it out there, the good, the bad, the, the funny, the sad, because that's real. I mean, I'm not just, I'm not just, um, so I, I think it's really important that, um, that's kind of how I've, I've presented, you know, what the work that I do is, is sharing all aspects of it. That's amazing. Uh, you said the good, the bad, the fun, the sad, that is a, that's, that's a whole statement right there. I think it's really easy for us all to just show our highlights, especially with, you know, social media and stuff. It's, it's great to put a filter on everything. Um, but I think outside of perspective and context, we're all just kind of pretending, right? So that's why I, I, I think it's so important, this discussion we're going to have about your naked truths, because we develop so many ideologies and identities, personas, um, based off of our environments and things like that. But we don't take the time, I don't believe, to really identify what is our truth. I don't even think we we emphasize or 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 take a moment to express that to young people and to to children. You know, what is truth for you? You know, we do a lot of defining what truth is for young people. We do a lot of defining what truth should be for everybody. If you don't believe this, then you're whatever. Insert whatever description. Um, but the reality is we all have our own individual truths um, that motivate us as human beings. And when you show someone the good, the bad, the sad, that is your truth that you're you're displaying to other people. And that in of itself, I believe is empowering because we we tend to believe everyone is this shiny whatever. And that's just not how it is. Life is a connection a collection rather of of unique moments. And some of them are better than others, but it's yeah. the collection of all those things that make up who you really are. And if we don't really talk about, you know, what our truth is, you know, what is the truth for Simone? What is the truth for Kibway? then we can't really inform any other decisions that we make. Um, and a lot of people, I believe, are living lives based off of someone else's truth, based off of a truth that they feel someone has about them. And we're trapped in this cycle of doing that. So uh, I really want to break into that and figure out how we can fix this, what steps we can take to, to really... Um, dig deeper into who we are individually so we can then move forward, you know, and free ourselves from these expectations. So thank you so much for being an example of that and for uh, doing work in this, in this area. It's, it's so important. So I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you know, I think that, you know, what you said is exactly, you know, correct in that we, you know, we see the shiny moments, right? So like what we see, especially now, I mean, as we're, you know, isolated, you know, most people isolated at home, you know, what we see is what we see on the screen and people don't like to share, 
their struggles, especially on a screen. Like it, it's, it's hard. It's, you know, but I think it is um, so important. So for me, like I realized I grew up with, if I can give a little history about my parents, I grew up, um, both of my parents were physicians and my mom actually, she grew up in rural Pennsylvania. Her mom had a sixth grade education. Her dad was um, a coal miner and worked in a brewery, but she knew she wanted to be educated and she worked her butt off. Like she worked three jobs and she got into um, college and then she worked um, three jobs in, in college and, and she got into medical school and she was one of five women in her medical school class. For her, so much of her life was reminding herself that she mattered, that her voice mattered. And obviously back then, we're talking late 1950s when she was in medical school, that was really tough. Like that right. was, you know, um, and and my dad has, you know, a different story. He, he actually grew up in Israel, but then moved to um, Germany for medical school. And he didn't speak German. So he did get into medical school. His dad have, had to translate for him at his medical school interview. Um, he graduated medical school. He was second in his class. You know, he learned German obviously while he was studying, but all these things like they, um, you know, they worked really hard to get to that, that point. So growing up, um, I saw like everything that they had to do to get to where they were. And I think I struggled with myself a bit because where do I fit into this? Like, I don't have the same struggles. I didn't have the same struggles they did. So my accomplishment wasn't an accomplishment compared to the things that they did. Mm. Um, so, okay. Which, which is kind of weird, right? You would think, oh, from the outside, everything's perfect. Everything's shiny. Um, but I did struggle with that. I did struggle feeling that, um, and I know that's a cliche phrase that I was enough. Um, and you know what I realized over time is that I am more than enough. Um, and that the things that I do every day, um, they matter. They affect the people around me. Um, these little choices, I don't have to change the entire world. I'm yeah. working to change my little piece of the world. And so, you know, really for me, my naked truth was that you really matter. You know, every person contributes to the fabric of society. Um, and that it took me a while to get there because I struggled with myself. And again, for most people, they would look in and say, why does she struggle? Um, but we can't judge people. Like we yeah. can never walk in someone else's shoes. So how, how can we judge what they're, what they're struggling with? Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, you, you have really high achieving parents and so anything that you do that's not, you know, astronomical, then you feel like, ooh, am I, you know, measuring up to what they did? For my, uh, for, for myself, I can relate to that in, some, in this sense that, you know, my parents had an incredible marriage, an incredible relationship. Um, and it was known, like, this is not even, this is not just me talking. Anybody who knew them knew that they had an absolutely incredible relationship and they had children and they just had a lot of, of, of great friends and things like that. And so that's what I grew up around. And I remember telling my sister, 
I said, you know, this is going to be really hard for us, right? Because we have the most incredible, stellar example of a relationship. And you're going to walk out into the world and be looking around like, wow, that is not typical (laughs) at all. And it doesn't mean you settle, but I completely get where you're coming from as far as you're just like, wow, I can't. I can't duplicate that, you know, nor should I necessarily want to. You just want to feel accomplished and like you're doing well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. But I think for me, like that, an interesting part about it is that it's not a pressure they put on me. They never said to me, like, you're not accomplishing enough. It was the pressures I put on myself, which is kind of sounds like the same for you is that you're looking at their relationship thinking, I can never do that. But they're not saying to you, you can't do that. You won't be able to achieve (laughs) that. It's what we do to ourselves, which is, you know, it's it's such a hard piece. Sometimes it's easier if someone else tells you that because you're like, no, I can. But when we say it to ourselves, it's it's more difficult to kind of, you know, push through that. So, um, but yeah, I, I, uh, you know, it's a mindset, right? It really is kind of looking at yourself and saying, you know, I, I really can do, you know, all of these things. I have to believe in myself and I have to, to move, move forward. And the mistakes I made in my past, those are the things that bring me to where I am today. So it's okay that I have those, like, it's, it's okay that I felt that way because now I need to build off of that. Right. Right. It's all a part of the process. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the sad. Yeah. You need to like coin that phrase. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Um, Um, All right. So I'm going to get into these questions because I think this is a really great topic. Uh, Discovering your naked truth. What would you define as a truth? Ooh. That's a, that's a really good question. Um, something that I feel like I could, oh, that's a really good question. Something I could feel like I could share, but, um, and I would feel confident about it. I don't know. Like I, so when I'm talking about like my truths, especially with my, my children, it's, it's being real. It's being authentic. It's, you know, it's, uh, and I think unless you, unless you're honest with yourself about things, how do you move forward? So, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm representing myself and I'm just showing the shiny, you know, it's not real. It's not like, it's not my whole self. So at the end of the day, when I go to sleep at night, like I want to feel like I was, my day was full of authenticity. Um and that's a really hard, good question. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Something that you feel confident about and that you can share authentically with someone. I think that's, uh, that is that is the basis of, of your individual truth. You know, you have to know yourself. And not enough of us do. Because we're trying to measure up, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it takes something. a while. Yeah. Um, it's hard. It's hard to, to, to just wake up and say, I'm confident in myself. You know, I I think that is, you know, it it takes time. It takes, you know, um, 
you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I feel good about what I did today, or mm. I'm going to feel good about what I'm, what I'm doing today. I think those are all important pieces to it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So if a truth is something that you feel comfortable about and that you're willing to share, um, why is it so important that the sharing part of that, right? So I can feel great about myself, but if I don't share that truth, if I don't walk in that truth, um, I don't feel like I'm truly giving anything to anyone, right? I'm not truly showing up because I'm, I'm absent of what is real for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, um, I wake up thinking, I, now I wake up thinking, it wasn't my whole life I felt like this, is that how do I do something in my day to make the world just a little bit better? That's literally how I, I think about my day. So by looking at myself and sharing, for example, sharing, you know, what we're going through with our son's injury right now, like, you know, like, it's a big deal, right? So, um, you know, my, our, he got injured on the basketball court, has tore his ACL, you know, has a lot of things going along with it, six to 12 months recovery. Um, I could just shut down and not talk about it and make him, you know, like he, right now he doesn't want to talk about it. He's in the, the state of kind of like, I don't want to deal with this. Um, but you have to talk about it. Like you have to, because if you can help one person, then you've made a difference, right? So by sharing the things that you're struggling with, you, you know, can impact the people around you. And to me, that is such an important piece is just figuring out how you can help other people, whether it's saying hi, you know, to someone right. who, you know, like, like there's, there's little things that you can do every day that really do impact other people. They might look at you like you're crazy, but it's okay. <laughs> so how do you feel? How do you determine that? How do you determine what's the truth for you based off of what everyone else is telling you? What's the truth about your environment? What's the truth about your situation? Um, I've been in many instances in life, you can find yourself living in a, an emotional and mental space that is absolutely nothing like the circumstantial or physical place that you're in. Um, I had a, 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 a past guest who used to say um, that you have to know what domain you're in, meaning, mm -hmm. you know, you're never going to see uh, a fish with claws and you're never going to see a lion with wings because they don't operate on the same domains. Fish are supposed to stay in the water, whereas lions are land animals. And that is their truth. They are land animals. So when you're in a domain, in an environment, in a situation that does not agree with you or that you don't, you know, that doesn't fit for some reason, how do you determine, you know, what's, what's a, a, a way to, to really, figure out that it's not you that's the problem. You just are not comfortable or have not discovered what is true about you in order to provide context on where you're at in your journey. How, how would you determine that? How would you, what would you go about? Uh, what system or, or mindset or strategy could you um, start to discover your own truth? So, you know, I think that um, 
we're not going to be comfortable in every setting. Um, you know, a lion with wings, great. But as humans, we can kind of, you know, try to manipulate ourselves into, you know, every everything that that we we see. We can say, oh, I could do that, or I could be that, or, you know. But where do you feel comfortable? Like at the end of the day, do I do I want to put myself in a situation where um, I'm not being true to myself, that I'm not being me. So I'm going to this, this social outing with, you know, I am a t-shirt and jeans kind of girl. I mean, that, that is how I live my life. And now with COVID, I am a t-shirt and leggings kind of girl, realize something <laughs> new about myself. Um, so, you know, like, do I, am I going to put myself in a situation that I don't want to be in, you know, like, okay, so I'm going to go to this, this, fancy events. And I mean, I know this is like a basic explanation, but I'm going to go to this fancy event and be dressed up to interact with people that I really don't feel like interacting with and wearing stuff that I don't want to wear just because someone else told me I had to do that to sell my book or to interact with these people. And I don't believe that. I think that you have to be true to yourself and realize what, you know, it takes time to realize, you know, where you want to be, I think that's a big piece of it is where do you want to be? Um, not where you have to be. I mean, there's points in our life where there's certain places we have to be, you know, we have to go to school, especially as a child. Um, you know, but as we, as we grow and as we, you know, kind of look at our, you know, what we're, what we want to do, you know, where do we want to be? Where do we want to, you know, who do we want to be around the people that make us, you know, the people that are judging? Cause you see it all the time. You see it on, you know, social media where, you know, people are talking about like what the person's wearing or what, you know, that doesn't matter. Like, are you a good person? Are you doing the best you can every day? Um, I think that that to me is such an important piece of it's, it's where you want to be. Mm. Mm, is where you want to be. And, and, and one of the things that you said that I took note of was that it takes time to learn yourself. It takes time to, 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 to develop that and it's so that you can realize what is really true for you. And, and, you know, obviously we, we're living in a, in a very fast moving society. It doesn't get any faster, Right. Or it yeah. could, I guess it will eventually, yeah. Yeah. you know, but the whole idea is that we're moving so quickly through ideas, through thoughts, through, you know, headlines that maybe, you know, part of discovering your truth is giving yourself time to, to know or to be honest with yourself about what you like and what you don't like, what, what's resonating for you and what's not. Uh, we get caught up in so much noise uh, that, you know, again, when you said that, that makes so much sense. That doesn't, it's not even a strategy. It's a process of of determining your truth. It's a process of giving yourself time, you know, um, and evaluating what's going on around you. Hmm. Yeah, I think you have to, you know, you have to try different things, right? I mean, that's that's part of it to figure out what you 
what you like, what you don't like. I mean, why do we do all these things as, as children where, you know, people are put into the kids are, you know, let's try this sport. Let's try this sport. Um, let's try this club. Let's try this club. And I think that's part of it is figuring out where you feel comfortable um, and where you, you know, feel most empowered. And it, it doesn't happen overnight. None of this stuff does, right? I mean, if, if it did, that wouldn't be truth. Um, because oh, you just don't all. <laughs> that's a good, that's fair, good observation. Um, you know, and, and you see that happen with certain people where all of a sudden you see them on the bandwagon for something and you know that yesterday they were on for something different. So, you know, that's not their truth because, you know, it just doesn't happen. Um, in my opinion, it doesn't just happen overnight. I really think that, you know, yeah, it, it, everything takes time. So. Yeah. Truth takes time. Yeah. Truth takes time. How do you know? Well, you kind of touched on that already. How do you know when you haven't discovered your truth? How do you know when you're just living from from someone else's idea about things to the next? You know, um, because some people are like, well, I do know my truth, or I, you know, it's like, but you're not happy. You're not. There's something missing here. You know, you, it's it's easy to appear as though you have it figured out, but what are some indicators? that we can all watch for in case we're not uh, uh, really living our truth, in case we're not really authentically knowing our naked truth, regardless. And I say naked because in its natural state, without any anybody else's influences and things like that, we already have our own conscience and our own moral compass and our own environmental uh, uh, awareness. Uh, but what is truth for you is absent of all those people talking to you, just you and your character and your thoughts and ideas. That is where your truth is born, right? That's the thing that you want to give time to mature. So how do we know if that's not working? How do we know if we're just out here pretending really, really well, though? So I think there's, for me, there's a couple pieces um, to it. Um, do you feel comfortable? Like, do you feel like this is really, again, going back to, is this really what you want? Or is this, you're, you want this because someone else has been telling you this is what you want? And I think the other piece of it is, are you just doing it because someone else is telling you to do it? Um, this is what society tells us we have to do um, to, to fit in. This is what society tells us that to the, the definition of success is you have to you have to be this. I think you have to really, you know, feel feel like you you don't have those pieces of outside influence on you making you move forward. Like you said, I made this decision because this is what's making me happy, not because someone else is telling me that I'm going to be happy if I make this decision. Um, and that's going to be different for every single person, obviously, but. Um, you know, for me, it took me a long time to say, like, I am comfortable where I am and I don't need anybody. You can tell me something. Um, and but my choices that I'm going to make are because I feel good about the choices. I feel like they're helping other people. Um, and at the end of the day, for me to have my children look at the things that I'm doing and say, oh, mom did that because that's what she wanted to do. Okay. Mom wrote a book because she wanted to write a book. Mom climbed Kilimanjaro because she wanted to climb Kilimanjaro. Like, and 
at the same time, I was raising money for an organization that helped, you know, cancer patients. So like the things that I want my kids always to be able to look at the things that I've done and say, she did the things that she wanted to do. And again, with six children, you would also say like, oh, she doesn't have time to do stuff like that. <laughs> you know what? The things that are important to you, you realize, right? And then you make the time to make sure those those things happen. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, uh, I'm writing, I'm making notes while you're, while you're writing, uh, while you're speaking, because I think there's so many things we can, um, at least I like to, to, to go back over even when interviews are over and just kind of think on, on different things. Um, and, uh, one of the things that you said was, do you feel comfortable? Does this make you feel fulfilled? You know, um, are you happy? Like there are so many people hmm. who I have encountered um, who may have a coveted position in an organization, but you can't be happy. I mean, you you just can't be because it comes out in the things that you do. You know, you're you, it, to me at least. I feel like when you can't allow other people to be happy around you, you're not happy. When you can't allow other people's ideas to flourish because they threaten you so much, you're not happy. You know, like there's these are clear indicators. And and so, you know, to anyone listening, whether you're at your job or in whatever environment that you may be in, um, I think I think we we need to think about that. Like, are you comfortable in in what you're doing? And I don't mean comfortable like you fit in comfortable with yourself. If nobody knew you for anything but what you're doing, would that be okay? Would that be enough? You know, um, are you fulfilled? Does it make you happy? I think those are such great indicators because I know when I was coming up, um, one of the main things we focused on uh, was, you know, does it pay your bills? Mm. Is it sustainable? Can you be secure? Does it provide you with benefits? Or And it's not to say that these things are not valid, but... It's also important that you understand that just because something pays your bills and, you know, gives you benefits doesn't mean that it's going to put you in a good mental health state or emotional state to really facilitate the things that you would want the safety and security and stuff for. You know, you would want to have a family or whatever it is, and you can't even be your fullest self because you're so busy trying to do what your parents said, right? Today is the day and now is the time. If you have a good idea, good intentions, and are looking for a way to get audience and to get your great message out to the world, I encourage you to start your very own podcast. You would be surprised the amount of folks who are waiting to hear your content. My name is Kidboy Cooper, and I have been an audio engineer for the past seven years years and I am offering one-on-one -on -one coaching to help you get through the beginning stages of creating your very own podcast. Please reach out to me and let me know how I can help you. My email address is empoweryoupodcast at gmail.com. We offer one-on-one -on -one coaching, a live masterclass, and even a 10-module course that will take you through the entire process of creating, producing, and distributing your 
podcast to your very own listeners. This is a great avenue to connect with your audience and to connect with people who are in need of your voice. Again, reach out to me at empoweryoupodcast at gmail.com and let's get your podcast started today. And, and what I, th- I really think that um, you need to realize, people need to realize that you can do both. Like the idea of that, you just have to pay the bills. Um, you can pay the bills and figure out something you love to do as well. So I think we, we go down a rabbit hole thinking like, this is the only thing that like, okay, we're going to focus on just getting through the day. But there's no way you can ha- be happy doing that. And if you realize that you can do both, you can have a job and do things that you love, or you can have a job that you love and be able to you know, still provide and do all the things that you need to do. But I think we do get this, this pressure from not just parents, society in general that says, you know, you know, if you... You know, I remember my parents would say to me, well, we're paying the bills. You have to follow our rules. You know, you have to do this. You have to do that. Okay, great. But, you know, (laughs) um, as we get older, you know, I think we realize that we're able to do the things. It takes a while. Again, mindset that you can, you know, pay the bills and still be happy and still figure out things that work for you, a job, a life that, that you know, and, and don't sell yourself short. That's the other piece. Don't say, well, I just got to pay the bills. Like, no, like realize that you can, you know, do more than that. You, you can push yourself beyond that. Like, it's not just, again, I, I, the, the just, we'll talk about it later, but you know, I think that's (laughs) such a, such a big piece is that we, we do, we sell ourselves short and think that we just have to follow um, this thing because this is what we're told to do. Mm. Hmm. That's very interesting. Where do you think most of these ideas about each other, not about each other, but so much is about um, about what you have to be. Where do you think these come from? Are these images? Are these archetypes based off of generational concerns? Is this environmentally based? Uh, where do you think some of these false truths uh, come from? And I say false truths because I believe that when you are hearing these things from other people, they are rooted in a genuine desire to see someone do well. It's not that someone is trying to manipulate you into having a good job that pays you well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right. It's just yeah. that outside of context on what's going to work for you, you could do exactly what someone is telling you to do and absolutely hate it. And now you have a mortgage, you have car payments, you have a whole family based off of uh, a of, of reality that is not even yours, a truth that's not really authentic to you. And now it's difficult for you to show up for other portions of your life because you practiced living someone else's truth that is not authentic to you. So where do you think these these truths come from? You know, I, I think it's... um. I think there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things, a lot of places, but for me, um, I'm in my late forties. And so for me, I think it was more, um, generational. I can tell you with my parents, it was definitely generational. And, you know, I remember as, um, when I was in college, um, I, 
I so wanted to be an actress. Like that was really what I wanted to do. And my parents said, no way. We're paying for your school. You're going to do uh, what we tell you to do because this is how you're going to be successful. You're going to fail if you try to do that. And mm. ouch, you know, like, okay, maybe, it, but but I was always real big on saying, let me make my own mistakes. Let yeah. me make my own mistakes. And they were like, well, while we're paying for them, you know, no, you can't. So <laughs> I guess I should have just taken out a loan, but that's okay. So, you know, I did. I went into accounting and, um, you know, I was good at math and my dad's like, do accounting, you should do accounting. And, you know, that, that's not me. Like that was, that was like the pressures put on. So I have this degree and I took my CPA exam. I passed it. I have that sitting there still, but I really, I don't, I don't use it because that's not, that's not my truth. And, you know, but that was again, what you said before about they weren't setting me up to fail. They were setting me up to what they thought success would be for me, which is, hey, do this degree because this, we know that you'll be safe and solid in it with a degree like this. I don't care if you like it or not. It's good for you. You know, it's good for you. Um, mm, but but I have a you. different, I have a different um, attitude with my children. I'm really, and my husband and I are, are both very big on, you have one life and the most important thing is happiness. Everything else is going to figure out its way into it. You know, follow something that you love that really interests you because if you love what you do, you're really not working, right? You're, you're enjoying your day. You're working. Okay. You're still working, but you know what I mean? Like figure out so nothing is off the table for us. Like show us why you're passionate about something and we're going to encourage you and we're going to help you as much as we can versus saying you have to do this because I understand as someone who struggled with my truth that um, I, I want them to figure out what theirs is so that that's the path they can move forward with. Mm. So I would say, going back to the original question, I think a lot of it is generational. Some of it is, you know, there's other pieces that in that add in. Um, but I think that was, for me, that was how my path kind of moved forward. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I know I, I you know, my dad used to call them, uh, actually both of my parents used to call them bread and butter skills, you know, learn how to type and do all these other kind of things, you know, but I'm not. I completely agree with you when you talk about your CPA degree, which I'll be honest, I was surprised that you were a CPA when I was reading up about you and about your book and things. I was like, hmm, okay. You know, but I think that's, it's, it's part of the progression, right? That's part of that time. Your truth takes time to manifest and giving yourself that time and that space to even with a degree and a CPA license to just be like, but this still doesn't, this doesn't fulfill me. I don't want to get up and do this for the next 40 years of my life, you know? Yeah. I mean, trust me, there's nothing wrong with being a CPA. There are amazing CPAs out Absolutely. there. So I don't want people to say, oh, how can you say it? I'm, I'm just saying that for me, it wasn't my truth. And I followed the path because that's what my parents said I needed to do. Um, it wasn't like, it was like, hey, you need to follow these steps. And for me, that those were the steps that they, you know, insisted on. And that's what I did. And that, you know, looking back, again, the thing of progression and the thing of what you realize over time. And so looking at it now and saying that 
you know, I'm not going to look back and say, I wish I would have, because I am who I am today because of all these pieces. Right. And I am, I am the way I am with my children because of all these pieces. So, you know, my parents saying, you have to follow these steps and me saying, Hey kids, what steps do you want to follow? Um, I think, you know, that really changed, changed how I do things is that the way, you know, I interacted with that. So, yeah. Hmm. What, what did you do? How did, how did that transition work? You know, you got your, you passed your CPA exam. Uh, what was that transition like? What was the first step? How, how did you, how did, when did you decide to kind of upend everything and, and change what you're doing? Or do you still, you said you don't use that degree. So like for someone who's stuck now, who's, you know, like, wow, this is really resonating, you know, but what do I do now? You know, what do I do now? I've got this position. I've been in this, doing this for X amount of time. I got to figure out some way to, you know, what, what would, what would you recommend to them? How did you do it? So it's, it's actually kind of funny. I think because I, um, you know, I didn't, you know, we talk about with their kids that we let them try a lot of different things to see what they really like. And I didn't, I jumped into this. So after, um, you know, I worked for a couple of years as a CPA and then I had kids. I, you know, my, my oldest, our oldest son is 24 years old. So, um, I was 24 when, when I had him and between the time that I stopped working as a CPA, um, I still use my bookkeeping skills. I, I do stuff for, for my husband's business, but you know, between, between the time that I stopped is that until now, until I truly realized what I wanted to do, which is the storytelling piece, the really talking to people, the really trying to make a difference by sharing my message, by using my words, um, by telling my stories and, and about, you know, again, being authentic. Um, there was a lot of different things I did. Um, I, and so it did, it was a progression of time that, um, to figure out really what I wanted to do. But I, I think, you know, my, my advice is don't be afraid to make a change. Like you have to be honest with yourself again, because you really do only have, you know, you have one life, right? And so why should you wake up every day and say, oh, I don't want to do this again. Oh, I don't want to do this again. And on top of that, if you feel like you're not making a difference for other people, then, you know, it's, it's even, you know, a more difficult cycle. So, you know, I tried a lot of different things. I, I taught horseback riding lessons. I love that. Um, <laughs> That's cool. I, yeah. I, uh, I became a teacher. I went back to school to be a teacher. Um, I figured I already have a classroom at home. I might as well just, you know, start teaching as well. So I did, I went back to school to be a teacher. Now the problem I had, and this is, you know, a, a sad comment to make was that the, the time I had to put in and the amount I was getting paid, I was actually spending more on childcare, which is horrible. Right. So with six kids, of course, of course. Um, so, you know, I did that for a few years and, you know, I loved that. That was something that, um, and you see that you see a lot of executives who decide like they're done with their job and they go, like, they don't feel like they're being, you know, I, I see that they feel like, okay, this is not the life I want to live. So they've done a certain number of years as an executive and they come back and they teach school because, you know, what a, you know, what an amazing way to impact, you know, people is by, you know, teaching children. Yeah. Um, 
And then I decided like, you know, I worked in medical sales for, for a few years and then I, yes. And then, um, and then here I am like, so I've tried a lot of different things. And so again, my advice is don't be scared to, to try things out. Don't be scared to make a change. Um, because in the end you really do need to figure out who you are and, you know, where you want to be. And for me, it did take a long time. I'm 48 years old, but, um, you know, I know this is where, where I'm supposed to be. And, and my kids will agree. They're like, we've never seen you happier. So, um, and that's really important, you know? Mm. So what I'm telling them about being happy versus what they're seeing, like those two things should align and they're aligning. So, um, that's how I really know that I'm in the right place. And, and, and I think, you know, it's to, to even add more to that, how much better do you feel showing up for your family when you know you are really showing up for yourself? So now you can lead in that example. You don't have to just give the same broken promises, you know, which are not broken because you are of ill intent. Again, you know, it's not that anyone wants you to live a truth or a life that's not authentic to you, but because of what they have going on, they give that to you, you know? Um, and if they're not truly okay or happy uh, or, or feeling great about what's going on with them, which, I mean, I'm not saying your parents didn't want to be uh, physicians, uh, but they went through a lot. And yeah. so that framework changes the way that you perceive the world. And then you pass that down to your children, which is what you're supposed to do. But what you're doing right now is you're giving them a framework based off of their being truly happy and and fulfilled in the life that you live and so when they go to establish you know their own life they then use that framework of does this make me truly happy not whether this just pays my bills which is important but it's unsustainable i've worked different jobs that i absolutely hated i've never enjoyed working for any entity as much as i have enjoyed working for myself Um, I went to school and became an audio engineer and have done a lot of uh, live production, post-production, film production, stage production. And I really, really felt great doing that. And I felt even better doing it when I was doing my own freelance stuff and working all these gigs. And I was always super, super busy. And I felt really good about the work I was doing. I was tired, but I felt very, very good. Um, And then I think back on times when I was working a steady schedule, you know, I knew what I was going to make every, you know, couple weeks, every biweekly or whatever. And you realize they're not the same thing at all. Your quality of life is completely different. You may be getting a steady paycheck, but you don't desire most of your day. You don't want to be in your day. So you're losing time. You know, it's, it's a really strange weird space to be in. Um, and so I really, I mean, I commend you for, for trying so many things. A lot of people, I think we don't sometimes, I don't think we have the stomach for the process, uh, as much as we're not married to the process, the way that we want the results. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think we're afraid of failure. Like, you know, how many more things am I going to try and not be great at or not love or, or am I really going to find something that um, that I love to do? Or you know, and again, putting the the steady paycheck aside, am I willing to take those risks? 
And I think it's, I mean, obviously your, your story is a prime example as well of that. It's a progression. Like it doesn't happen overnight. You know, you do, you have to, you have to try things and, and you have to be willing to take a few risks, be willing to, to fail and not get down on yourself. That's the other piece is that when you, um, when you struggle, when you try something new and you're like, oh, this is not for me, that's okay. Like it's not a, it's not something against your character. It's that, you know, this just wasn't the right thing and let me try something else. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Ugh. We got, we got to figure this stuff out. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want, I do not want to live a life that I am not 100% okay with, you know? I don't, I don't want to show up for anybody more than I show up for myself. And maybe that's not, maybe selfish. Maybe that's, you know, very, uh, millennial of me or whatever, you know? Um, cause you, you hear different things like all oh, these young people this or these young people that, and it's just like, well, the reality is many, if not all of us young people, uh, I guess that's relative to who, who's speaking, but we've watched people. We've watched our parents, our grandparents live these lives in which your body breaks down. You know, you're still struggling for money. You're still worried about all the same things that you're telling me that, you know, I'm not going to be able to have the privilege of worrying about, you know, so is your quality of life any better? And that's one of the things that I grew up, you know, growing up, I looked around at the people who were around me and, um, you know, my parents, my parents' friends and they all were were happy with their lives and whatnot, but I I noticed the same struggles and the same things were going on with everybody, and it was all everyone had similar jobs and similar occupations and things, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. That's not a a knock or shade on anybody. It's just I think that was part of me knowing my truth. It's like I don't want this. I don't want to be or to live or to. Uh, uh, facilitate a space where all I'm doing is trying to meet these minimal needs and I can't really feel great about anything. I don't have time to do anything except do this. So it's, it's so interesting because, um, you know, the first point you said about, you know, maybe it's being selfish to say that, you know, I'm going to show up for my, myself like that to me is so important but I think when you sh- when you're showing up for yourself, that kind of makes you better for everybody else around you. If you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not realizing what you need, like you're not putting yourself out there in the best possible way. So I think that it actually is a really important piece to helping other people around you is showing up for yourself. Um, and then the other thing, it's 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 actually interesting. Um, I think that millennials um, have realized that exactly what you're saying is that putting in extra time in a job you don't love doesn't make anything about the world around you better. So we've, you know, I, I have a friend who is um, a partner at a, at a CPA firm and um, you know, she's amazing, you know, and she works constantly. But what she says is that, you know, the, the, the kids, that they're hiring today. Um, I love how like kids are, you know, in their twenties, which is great. Um, that they <laughs> are, yeah, that they, um, they're not willing to put in those extra hours 
And I think part of it is because they watch their parents do it and they think like, well, where did that get them? Or what, you know, are they really happy from doing all that extra stuff? And what difference did it truly make? Um, so I think that's something, it, it's a really, um, it's a really interesting conversation. Like, okay, you put in that extra time. Are you happier? Are you not happier? Did you, did you make a difference? Did you not make a difference? And I think that that's what younger people are seeing is that, you know, like I want to do things in my life to be happy. And if I put in those extra 10 hours, is that going to make me happy? No, I don't think so. So I think that I'm going to um, do some other things and I'm not going to follow the path that my parents took to, um, to work. And, and at the end of the day, what happened with that? So um, I think it's a really interesting conversation actually. Oh yeah. And then, you know, especially with the, the social security and the, all these other issues that, you know, are just completely, there's not even, at least to me, from my, my own jaded perspective, um, as one who is addicted to working for themselves, um, I, I don't see the upside in some, in most, for most people. Now, some folks have really incredible jobs and I always have say, you know, to those people who, they love what they do. They literally yeah. love going to work every day and doing all this stuff. And if that is you and that is that's your truth for you, I believe that is amazing. That has never been the case for me. Yeah. So I can't even relate in certain aspects of that because, you know, like like I was saying, I've I've watched, you know, and these and these people who I love who are now older people, you know, are are just older now and their bodies are worn out and they're tired and they're trying to figure out the same things that I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. And they've already gone through all of it and they still are trying to figure it out. And so I'm thrilled that I figured it out. Like for me, um, you know, relatively young, I'm not you, but I mean, relatively young. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I think that goes back to, to, to knowing your naked truth, regardless of what anybody else is, ideas about who you are and what you're supposed to be who am i what do i want to do you know and we were so such a hurry well you got to be married by this age you gotta have children by this age so you can retire at this age so that you can and i'm just like y'all what are you rushing through it what are you rushing through it for right like i'm I'm gonna be late i'm gonna be late (laughs) i don't have any children i don't plan on having any kids for at least a number of years until i get some more things done Um, and, and I don't plan on getting married until I find somebody who I really, really can't live without. And so like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not hurrying through any of it. So I guess I'll just be late, but I'm also not going to be the same guy who is, you know, (laughs) in a situation with the family that he's not really in love with everything that's going on. And that's the other part. A lot of people are in that situation too, because they didn't give themselves that time like you're talking about that that freedom to make mistakes and figure out what's the truth for me so a a lot of pieces to unpack with that one but i don't think you're going to be late i'm actually thinking you're going to be just on time so don't stress about being late to anything (laughs) um i think that um you know i i got lucky i mean i got married at 21 um and you know I I got lucky. Right. So like, it's funny because our oldest son is 24 and he wouldn't even think about getting married. He's like, you guys were crazy. Like (laughs) what, what were you thinking? And, you know, 
again, we now with, with six children, we, um, we definitely see the world differently, but we are grateful that it did work out for us because, you know, yeah, we, we, that was early. I mean, he's, he's older than me, but still, you know, 21 is like yeah. crazy. You know, we got married the month after um, my 21st birthday, just so I could drink at the wedding. I mean, hello. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that, you know, you, life isn't just the, the point of life isn't to rush through it to get to the end, right? It's to enjoy the moments along the way. And if we're just, if we, if we haven't even figured out who we are or what we want, how can we enjoy that? And we're just rushing through to the finish line. And there's no prize when you get to the end, the prizes are all along the way. It's the things that we do, you know, for ourselves, for our family, for the people around us. Those are the moments that, that really make a difference in, you know, our, our lives. And so I appreciate the fact that, you know, you, you, you know, you say that you're going to be late, but um, I think actually at this, in this day and time, you're going to be perfectly on time. Oh, Enjoy so. all the moments. <laughs> Enjoy all the moments. Oh, so for sure. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. Another question. Uh, and then we're going to have to get to our thought exercise, which okay. I am okay. super, super hyped about. What is the number one uh, suggestion you would make to someone listening to this and um, they're realizing they got some homework to do now? Um, how how does this, what would be if you were, if you were at an engagement um, talking about your book and someone asked you what they can do to start living their tr truth, uh, what would you tell them to do? So... I actually, um, there's, there's, there's two pieces. One will be in our thought exercise, but the other piece is I really like, um, kind of comparing things, writing things down, seeing like, do I really like, you know, when I'm, you know, I analyze things, right. So, you know, are you happy with where you're at? What does happiness mean to you? Defining happiness. Like that's, that's mm. in itself is a, is a very hard thing because we have what society tells us happiness is or what success is. And um, for me, it's a different answer. A lot of people will tell you success and happiness. Um, success is that you, um, you're wealthy. Um, you, you don't struggle. You, I mean, all these things that you, you can think about, um, and I don't agree. I think our struggles are part of what make us realize what our happiness is. So um, again, I'm big on writing things down and comparing them. So like looking at, um, do I love this job? You know, what would be the job that I would absolutely love to have? You know, do I feel like I'm, I'm making a difference on, you know, okay, maybe not a daily basis. Do I feel like I'm making a difference to other people? Do I feel good about myself at the end of the day? Am I happy getting up in the morning to go to do what I'm doing? Um, and again, it, it is a progression. It isn't something that I can say, um, go quit your job because you're not happy. You have to figure out like, you have certain needs that you have to, to, to meet, but you also have to realize that your emotional needs are just as important as your physical needs or your, you know, your, the needs of having the money in your bank account. Um, 
So I think you have to look at those things and say, what's most important to me? And, um, you know, I do, I create charts. I, I write things down, I compare them and, um, and my kids think I'm funny and, uh, you know, (laughs) but it works, you know, that's how I, that's kind of how I go through, through things. And if you look at what you've written down and say, you know, although people tell me I should be happy with what I'm doing, I am not. Then I think you need to figure out like how, how can you make a change? What things would make you, what things would make you happy? Like what, what small changes could you make that would be enough to make you move forward a little bit to decide if you need a bigger change? Yeah. So you first, you have to define what your happiness is, what that looks like, and then start plugging in the pieces around that, you know? Yeah. I mean, happiness to me, I mean, like it's, again, I'll keep saying it because I, I say it, you know, say it to my kids all the time. You have to be happy. Like at the end of the day, to me, that is the thing that drives everything because you're going to, you're going to work harder. You're going to, um, your persona, like what, what people see about you, how they feel like they can connect with you is going to be even stronger because you feel good about yourself. Um, and I think that's such an important piece is that realizing that um, it's what you said before, like, you know, it's not a selfish thing. It's but when you feel good about yourself and when you're um, really, you know, you've really worked on yourself and you're true to yourself, then the people around you will feel that. And it's a totally different thing when you walk around just being unhappy because you don't like what you're doing. Mm. So what about, you know, uh, what about your faith? Like, I know I, I grew up and, and I felt like, well, you could hate your job, but you're supposed to, you know, God is what's supposed to make you happy. Ooh, this you is know? like a whole hour discussion. <laughs> Real quick. Cause I think, yeah. it does, I think that that needs to be addressed because for many of us, um, we grew up in some type of, of faith, uh, tradition, some type of faith ideology, um, and regardless of what that is, this, this is not about evaluating someone's faith validity. Not this, that I'm just saying we often associate, well, God's what's going to make me happy. And I think that outside of context can be very misleading because then you're, again, you're depending on something else, some other organization that does not take place within yourself to give you something that you're not manufacturing with your truth because your truth gives you the most ease and the most comfort and you know what I'm saying based off of what organically uh drives you and and based off of the way that God made you based off of the way that however it is that you were formed whatever however you define that for yourself the reality is you know we have to establish our truth in order to even show up as that so for people who you know, like myself who grew up and were just like, okay, well, I'm just supposed to get a really good job because they don't have a family and, you know, God will make me happy or the church will make me happy or, you know what I'm saying? What would, what would your response be to that? So, um, actually really, really interesting question. I, um, I actually, I'm, I'm Jewish. I grew up Jewish. Um, and you know, I, I think faith is really, important but i think that you have to if if believing that god will take care of these things for you is if that makes you happy and that's what you feel good about then that's okay but for people to 
for people saying, well, God will just take care of it all. And you're just going in that direction because that's what someone else told you. It's not necessarily what you believe. Um, then that's a whole different story. But I think if your truth is that, you know, God will take care of this, then that's, you know, that's what you believe and you can follow that. But it's not, again, it's not about someone else telling you what you should believe. It's what you actually, what you actually believe. Um, you know, and that's, it's complicated because um, <laughs> I definitely have my, my thoughts on, on, on things in terms of, um, but, but really it comes down to, you know, understanding what you believe and what makes you happy versus what someone else tells you to believe and someone else tells you makes you happy. Um, so I think if you can kind of cross that line and understand, wait, you know, like my faith drives me because this is what I truly believe, then I think that that is really important. But I think if it's that piece that your parents told you, you have to go to church or you have to go to synagogue or, you know, and that's what, you know, you're doing it because someone else tells you that you have to, again, that's not your truth. So like, I think that's a piece that you have to figure out. And I do think though, faith, spirituality, I think it is very important because it does, it brings in this other piece that really makes us feel good. Just depends on how you're, you're, you're following it. And, you know, again, being true to yourself with it. Mm, that's great. That's great. Oh, that's really, really good. That that's, um, I think that's important that we establish that, you know, your your faith in your spirituality is very important to being to your naked truth. Um, and it informs it for sure. But again, that's based off on your own relationship with yourself. Yeah. And, and you know what I mean? Because Yeah, absolutely. There's so many of us going through the motions because that's what the church does. That's what, you know, your belief system, that's what your family does. That's what generations of us have all done this and so this is what i'm doing you know because they're all happy question mark like you know what i mean yeah and then you ask, feel ask awkward. the why <laughs> you know ask right. ask ask the why like why are you why are you doing this are you doing this because this is what you want to be doing or because you're told you're ha you have to do it and i i think that that really all of a sudden you're like oh wait no, I don't want to be doing that. Or yes, this is absolutely what I want, where I want to be, what I love to do. Um, and I think that's, that's really important as well. Mm. And that stuff will burn you out too. Following yeah. everybody else will burn <laughs> you out. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, before we get into the thought exercise, um, I just want to thank you again for, for taking some time to, to uh, talk to us about this. I think it's so important uh, that we got to start looking at ourselves and our lives and our habits and our daily, the things we just accept off top. We got to start evaluating these things because that's where we're missing the mark. It's not because, and well, I'll speak for myself. I don't believe it's so much the ideas and intentions. It's the things that we just give space to that may not be fully empowering us to achieve what our heart or mind or desires are telling us. Um, and we just have so many things in autopilot. I think about, um, well, this is, might be a little bit personal, but I think about like uh, um, your monthly checking account and the things you sign up for, your subscriptions. You 
aren't sometimes you're not even thinking about well i have amazon prime i also have spotify i also have this it's like <laughs> i probably am doubling up a lot of different things here and you're just like oh i need to save money i need to save money i need to save money it's like well then you need to evaluate the things that you are already just giving space to because you know you're not doing any new things so you have to evaluate what you're already giving space to because there quite likely could be some things in there that are hindering you off top from really realizing yourself and your own truth. So um, I, I just appreciate you giving us some of your time. And I want to I hear about uh, uh, more about your book and how we can all engage with it, how we can use it and implement it um, to establish and, and learn more about ourselves and move forward because we got to start assessing tools. You know, we, we got we to gotta figure out what our truth is and now we got to get resources to enable that truth to get us to the next step, to help us move forward. Um, and uh, I would love for you to talk to our audience about how they can get your book, interact with you, and um, use the book to to better themselves and move forward. Thanks for that. Um, so my book is called The Extraordinary Unordinary You. Um, and it's really realizing what you're capable of and recognizing that the things you do every day have the power to inspire the people around you, that you, it's a reminder that you matter. And um, I think we can't get enough of those reminders. Um, so anyways, you can find it on Amazon, pretty much any online um, bookseller has it. But what's interesting is when I wrote the book, I didn't want to put in like, follow these four steps and then you're going to, you know, be this changed person. Because my thought is that you just need to change the way you see yourself and then the world around you will change. So mm. there's so many self-help books that tell you, you know, if you do this and this, then you're going to be completely different and all your dreams will come true. But I really, I'm a big believer in that we all have it already. We just have to see it in ourselves and figure out how to, how to push that forward. So, um, so what I'm working on actually is like a workbook to go along with it to kind of talk about the, the steps that I do, and we'll talk about this in our little thought exercise that kind of changed the way, helped me change the way I saw myself. Because again, like from the outside, everybody's like, oh, everything's perfect. You know, her parents were doctors and her, you know, like you, you have all these things that people, people see and they don't see, they can't see inside of you. And unless you share those experiences, they have no idea that then that, you know, anything's happening. You have to be able to share your truths, share your struggles, you know, share again, the good, the bad, the happy, the sad, That's right. um, all of those, all of those things. I think that you have to be willing to, um, to just kind of open up. So um, you can find my website is simonecanego.com. I am the only Simone Canego in the world. So, um, <laughs> you know, if you can figure out how to spell it, you can find me. Even if you can't, you can find me because uh, like I said, I'm the only one. Um, and I would love to, you know, if anybody wants to have a conversation, you know, this is, this is what I'm here for is to really, again, my idea of if you, if I can change one person's mind about themselves, change how one person sees themselves, then sharing all of my things that I love to share um, have been worth it. 
Um, and so that's really, really important to me. So, you know, reach out to me. I'm on author Simone Canego on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, and I, I would love to um, have a conversation, interact with it, whatever anybody else needs, because that's what I'm here for. That's amazing. That's really great. Thank you so much for that. Um, so that for anybody who may be driving who doesn't have an opportunity to um, put this stuff into their your phone, their phone, um, all of the information on Simone Canego will be in the show notes, her website, a link to the book. Uh, so you can go right on there and pick up the book and let us know if you're on um, whatever platform you're listening to this or enjoying this on, leave a comment, leave a review, share it with someone who you're thinking about right now. Because many times we listen to things, we see things and people pop into our head. Don't just let the idea die there. Share it with somebody. Um, because it's our job to bring good news to one another if we truly love that person and care about that person. So please share this episode, share the book, um, and uh, interact with Simone Canego. That's uh, Canego is spelled K-N-E-G-O. So if you were unsure about how to spell that. Um, again, As most of the world probably is. <laughs> uh, it will all be in the show notes. And so we got you covered. Go ahead and pick up that book and let us know, let Simone know what you're thinking of it and how it is impacting your life. All right. I'm really excited about this. This is my favorite segment of every episode. Um, these have really, in 2020, the thought exercises have just completely, they really helped me so much. And um, I, I, I'm excited to hear your thought exercise. So I got my pen and my paper out, obviously. And, uh, you know, the floor is yours. Thank you so much. So thank you so much for listening to Empower You Podcast. All of our thought exercises will be available on EmpowerYouPodcast.com. Please don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review and five stars. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll see you over at EmpowerYouPodcast.com. I, I definitely highlighted, underlined, circled all that because I tend to just try to engineer my solutions. I don't just ask. Yeah. It's like, and it's it's funny. It sounds, re it's, it's simple, right? It's like, but I think we're so afraid of failure, so afraid that someone's going to say no. Yeah. And um, God, the, the, I mean, again, my truth, things that I've realized is that people really want to say yes. They really do, you know, they really do want to help. So some of the, you know, sometimes I'll ask a question and, um, and I say it to the kids all the time. Um, and I'm like, call the teacher and ask. And I, oh, yeah, sure. I can help you with that, you know. So got to ask the questions and, and remember that, you know, like you matter and the people around you realize that you matter. So use your voice. It's so important. Mm. Wow. That's uh that's, that's some work. That's some work. Many of us, myself included, you know, we get into a rhythm of how we deal with ourselves and our own mental health and our own isms, as I like to call them. Um, but we gotta we gotta address ourselves properly, right? In order to 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 be truthful, um, you said can't means won't. 
That's a big one. Mm, yeah. That's a big one. Because we get, we put so many limitations on ourselves. Oh, well, I can't do that because it's like, no, you refuse to try to do it because you've already convinced yourself that asking won't get mm-hmm. you there. It's like this vicious cycle. And, yeah. um, and, and we're doing this to ourselves. We're not like, you know, we're, it's not like someone else is saying this to me. Sometimes they are, but in general, we do this to ourselves. We don't even give a, ourselves the opportunity to, to take the chance because we are so afraid of failure or rejection. And I think that realizing that it's our own, it's first of all, everyone struggles. Okay. When we look at the, the shiny stuff, like we have to remember and we have to remind ourselves that everyone out there struggles. I don't care if you're the celebrity on stage or, you know, whoever, like they, they struggle too. And I think it's a really good reminder to ourselves in that um, don't think you're alone because you're, you're not alone, um, but you do have to open up. You have to share and you have to be willing to take a few risks so that you can move forward on your journey. Mm. Ooh, that was great. That was great. Thank you so much for that. That is, uh, I've got some asking to do this week. <laughs> I've got yeah. some asking. Ask, to do this ask week. away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I, and it's a vulnerable step to say, this is what I need. This is what I would like. Because then you give people the opportunity to say no. It's just like, but, well, but it's a powerful step because you're, you're taking the power. And, and you're saying, I can do this, you know, yeah. um, whatever the other person says doesn't affect how you just, you know, took care of yourself, which is giving yourself the ability to move forward without asking the question. There's no way you can move forward. Mm, right. So right. Um, that, that is, you know, it's such an Im- important piece and to remind ourselves that, you know, that's how we move forward. So, yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, I, I've had a really great time. Um, and I took a bunch of notes because I don't, I try not to let good information pass me without a pen and paper. So, uh, I took a bunch of notes and I hope that you are out here and you're taking mental notes, physical notes. Um, because you know, we want to see our truest selves and it's not going to happen if we don't do different things if we don't ask if we don't change the way that we're speaking to ourselves um if we don't know our truth because i refuse to build an entire reality around myself that i can't even be happy with that is just bondage like it's just bondage and uh i'd rather take the opportunity take the chance on myself that way even if it doesn't work at least i knew i know that I was doing absolutely everything I could. And asking is something that I'm really going to have to work on. So thank you for reiterating that and uh, not leaving me anywhere to go on that one. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Is there anything you wanted to say or uh, any closing remarks that you have for our audience before we wrap this up? I'm just going to repeat one more thing um, is that you matter. And just, it's just remind yourself, like you inspire the people around you just because you're you don't try to be anybody else. Be you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so 
so much. Um, to all of you out there, thank you so much for listening. Uh, this has been a great episode, and I will talk to you a little bit later. Peace. Thanks so much. Empower You Podcast is devoted to bringing real-world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners. We discuss a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, cultural, and societal perspective. We believe that through tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. Subscribe to our channel and let us empower you.